Welcome, everyone, to the Commentary Podcast. I am your host, Pat Brennan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be officially kicking off our director series, starting with the great Christopher Nolan. Now the director series is going to be us watching every film in each director's filmography, starting with their very first film and up to their most recent or their last film. So I figured what better way than to start with probably one of our greatest directors right now, probably one of the greatest directors of all time. Um, So the first film we will be watching in Christopher Nolan's filmography is Following. It came out in 1998. It is written by Christopher Nolan and also obviously directed by Christopher Nolan. And just a very quick um, brief summary here. Um, Following tells the story of a young man who follows strangers around the streets of London and is then drawn into a criminal underworld he fails to keep his distance from. Now for our director series, I will be having two co-hosts join me for each film. Um, They have both been on the podcast before. Um, Joining me will be Martin Padilla and Vikash Patel. They have been on numerous episodes so far of the podcast, if you have listened to it. Um, I will drop, obviously, each of their socials again in each episode bio. So, yeah, they'll be joining me for each film in every director's filmography. So it's going to be it's going to be a journey for us. Now, I'm going to be watching the Blu-ray copy I have of this movie um, from Criterion. Um, but it is currently streaming on AMC+. Plus. It is also streaming on Mubi, and you can watch it on Tubi with ads. Um, but if you don't have any of those, you can rent it on Amazon for $3.29. And then you can also rent it on Apple for $4. So I say we get this first ever director series started. Um, we are going to be watching Christopher Nolan's following in 3, 2, and 1. Good old Criterion. Does uh, Nolan have any other criterions? I don't think he does, right? No, nah, just just this I one. I don't think so. This is the only one in there. Just this little rinky-dinky $6,000 movie. <laughs> yeah. I think his... Uh, isn't his first short film on the special features of this? I think it is. I haven't... I saw, sure the, is. I saw the... I saw the whatever the, uh, the narrative cut. Ooh, so I love how they... I love how they add that in there. Like, that was his production company. <laughs> Afterwards... <laughs> When he did this, he was like, I'm going to add this logo that looks like it costs so much to make for 6000 That logo <laughs> itself probably costs 6000 Probably more, probably. Probably more. <laughs> but it's a great one. I, it's one of my favorite logos. That's one of those logos that when it shows up on screen, like an You're entire audience will just shit. shut up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I recently watched this couple of days ago and i hadn't seen it in like maybe like 13 years i haven't seen this since i watched it around november but i remember it so well year. how do you remember that <laughs> i uh i had to do a uh a, i did a presentation on nolan for my like film class in high school so i had rewatched it then i, I just remember uh, it like there's uh, uh the nolans their uncles in this movie and he's in one of my favorite shows and I will, yeah, I will mention the, it when he shows up. He's the cop, right? Isn't he the cop? Yeah, he's the cop. Yeah. He's also in, obviously, The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises as one of the board members. Hmm. I love how he was at Dunkin' Donuts there before. <laughs> like, just like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. This dude looks like Andy Circus. It sounds he does. like I thought that too. Every time. Like a young Andy Circus, yeah. Young, this man looked 35. 
It's been <laughs> 40. <laughs> Yeah, he shot this on 16 millimeter, right? Yeah. 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 And he's, I think it was like a hand crank in public, like a hand crank camera. So, because mm -hmm. I know, I don't know you if think this anyone is ice when he was shooting. Probably not. I mean, you can tell, like, especially if you watch, like, Rocky's like the easiest one to spot is like when Rocky's like running through the streets. You can see everyone oh, yeah. just looking at the camera. Just for like, yep. what's going on over there? For that script. Yeah. Cause I know like I'm sure this is like London, but I'm sure like it's probably the same rules as like New York. As long as you don't put the camera down on the ground, like on a tripod, you can film essentially anywhere technically. That's my man right there, John Nolan. The show I'm talking about was Person of Interest. I'm surprised he wasn't in Westworld, but like Jonah Nolan, his show, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I've seen the first season of Westworld, but also Person of Interest. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's seen that. That's me. <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> a big person of interest. I remember <laughs> liking it. I'm a hope for that show. Westworld, though, bro. I've only seen the first season, but the first season is incredible. You can watch one more season and then stop. Then it becomes a person of interest yeah. retread about AI and stuff. And I'm just like, y'all already did you a see, show that did this. I better. hear people saying that every time, but I really, if that's the case, I don't even want to watch past the first season. I own two, season two and three. You're fine. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah. Honestly, you really need to watch the first season, and that's about it. There's only there's one episode, uh, Riddle in the Finks, Lisa Joy, uh, Jonathan Nolan's, I guess his wife directed, wrote that. Fantastic stuff. It's it's their best episode for me. Steve's just a stalker, man. Did you see that Kodak Film Lab? Yeah. Yeah. You think that he shot there so that as soon as he was done shooting, he could just like he process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, I'll be back tomorrow. Let's go here. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all seen Coherence? I have. Yeah. This reminded me of that. I was like, it's just, you know, it's like th things have changed. Obviously, like in 2013, you could make something like this with a digital camera. But this they did over a year and it's just it's it's compelling stuff. They shot it over like weekends, didn't they? Like every weekend yeah. or every other weekend or something like that, because they yep. all had jobs. It's I love the subtle, like, um, not subtle, but like the the makeup on him. Like, clearly he got beat up from following somebody yeah. earlier. Like, you just, but you don't need to show that. So it's like, this guy's clearly fucking psycho. It's like little small details. Like, in Oppenheimer, yeah. you can see, like, there's tobacco under his nails all the time. Oh, yeah. Little stuff like that because of the cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And packing the, uh, packing the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> The only one besides that, El Mariachi, uh, Robert Rodriguez, and uh, Linklater. I think I forgot his. I think it's Slicker. I forgot the name of the movie Slacker. he made. Slacker. Yeah, it's like these small budget movies where it's like y'all are making you know juicy stuff, but it, it story is key. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. 
What about Dernarnovsky's pie? Oh, true. I reminds me a totally lot of this forgot. too. Yeah. But no, Slacker is a very good example, like a really good comparison, I'd say even. Because Slacker is like that was uh, no one's inspiration. I think like in like 2014 when he was doing like a roundtable for uh, Interstellar, he was definitely mentioning that. And I think it was because Linklater was there for Boyhood. So mm -hmm. it's like I got to give my man props because he's, you know, he's the inspiration. I don't understand people who shit on Boyhood. Like I love Boyhood so much, bro. That's how you do it. I yeah. mean, that's how how the fuck did they make that movie? Seriously, like eighteen. It was it eighteen years or twelve years? Eighteen. Or, or was, no, might have like a kid. Yeah, something like it was twelve. It was twelve to eighteen, something like that. And it's just you know seeing him evolve through that, especially. And I love Ethan Hawke. Man does not get his credit. I think just the concept for that, even whenever he started making it, like how do you pitch to somebody? Hey, we're gonna make this movie for so many years and then his daughter i think was in it and she wanted to get out of it at yeah. one point and he's like nah you, you said you <laughs> you're locked to be in. in it you're locked in brother i think one thing that nolan does extremely well in this movie is that it's like he has this confidence within what he's shooting and mm -hmm. anytime we hear anybody talk about how he shoots you know, it's not some coverage situation. He knows what he wants. He gets in, he gets his days in, and he does not waste time. Like, if it's raining, we're still going to shoot. So, no, the real, the real, good. The real question is do you think he was wearing a suit while shooting this? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'll put this on the record. Me and my dad. My dad doesn't remember like American names well, but I'm like, yeah, you know, like the English director that always wears the suit. Yeah, it's, it's Nolan. You think he's only... home from shooting these one day? He stopped at the video store and rented like Fast and Furious or something <laughs> in the suit and everything. Yeah, this was what? This was 99? No, 98. 98. It was probably oh, yeah, during the first one was like Memento or like Insomnia. He couldn't sleep for oh, something. Yeah, 100% just... for Memento, yeah. I think I think he said he had written like um Inception essentially by this point like he had the idea of it. I mean, man's name is Cobb in this movie, isn't it? Yeah. I remember that blowing my mind last time, like in 2012. <laughs> like what? This character was is always Paprika interesting to me. Out at that point? Hmm? Paprika, was it out by that point? Paprika? You don't know about paprika? Nah, I don't know about paprika besides the seasoning. <laughs> paprika <laughs> is a movie that has a lot of very similar ideas to what Inception's doing. Like it okay. takes place in a lot of like dream worlds and stuff like that. And it's one of those movies that he typically tends to like reference or even like I think he says inspired Inception in a lot of ways, like the scene where he's running through the halls and stuff like that. But Paprika was 2006, it looks like. I just looked it up. Yeah. I, I guess you could say this is somewhat like Inception in a way. I mean, he's retelling I mean, everything through his memory of like what happened. Yeah. Because I always saw his character. I mean, I don't... Like, I saw him as essentially like this is... He's a split character. Like, this guy, to me, isn't real. The other guy. Yeah. The dude with the suit? Yeah. So it's like... He was doing all of this, but like he plays essentially a split personality. Well, he like 
the end of the film, I, if I remember correctly, I think there's like a twist where he was like playing him the whole time. Yeah. Yep. To spoiler, I haven't seen this. Surprise. If you're watching this with the commentary on, I'm, I would be surprised if this was your first you, time watching it. You'd be, you'd be surprised how, like, pe- what people do with their lives. <laughs> so they probably do that. Yeah. They probably would drive four hours to go see Tenet and IMAX. I mean, that's some crazy behavior. Yeah. Insanity. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Good. Have fun tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, no one would probably even say, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> no one would just drive the theater to you. Yeah. They'll send you a print. Anytime I see gloves like this, I always think of like Fincher for some reason. I always thought that little, yeah, like, he already had too. gloves on. <laughs> like, just, he was already ready to go. Did you guys see that interview with Fastbender? He was talking about the gloves that they use for uh, the killer. Nah. Or, I like whenever he was like putting the gloves on, he said that they were for like, like, like bondage gloves or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> it was cracking me up when I saw it. I was like, there's no way. He's like, they look perfect. Y'all know uh, Mombasa? Like the... uh the sound, the score from uh, from Inception. Mm-hmm. This is that vibe right here. This music. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember whenever the? Like... Um, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I know we're getting used to the three people talking at once. <laughs> We'll get to it. Um, it's interesting how like this whole movie obviously is handheld because he had a low budget, but he didn't really shoot handheld that much. I mean, it still feels really precise, though, even though it's handheld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, it would be uh, very, very yeah. shaky. Like my friends, <laughs> my one of my best friends, Ross, from like high school, when we shot stuff, every, they'd, he'd be like, oh, don't let Bakash get the camera. Put that shit on a tripod because he will fuck <laughs> it up. Dude, you wouldn't be surprised, especially when you're zooming in with your lens. Like, it's, when you're really close up, like you're shaking, like pretty. Oh yeah, heavily. of course, of course. Put a, like a one twenty on there. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, he still shoots a lot of like you know, like over the shoulder, or not over shoulder, but like you know, shoulder rigs and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. all know Hoyta goes ham with the uh, with the shoulder rig for the IMAX. I literally have a photo of it somewhere up here. Yep, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing the videos of like Hoyta with that big ass IMAX camera. He Hoyta, like Nolan and him linking up is like the partnership of the century. Or the at least the decade last that de- like last decade. I was so happy that Fister left. No offense. I, know, I wonder what I know wonder what Wally Fister is like. I mean, he's got his Oscar for Inception, so I think he's good. <laughs> he's trying. To... I I wish he'd go back to you know being a DP. Like, it's not like he's not insanely talented. I think yeah. about a Moneyball all the time. Yeah, Moneyball. Speaking so Moneyball, well, Bennett Miller. That dude needs to make a movie again. I know, right? It's literally been ten years now. Let him cook, bro. Let him cook. 
<laughs> I love I love in that shot when he when he holds the panties up. If you look at the little figure in the background, it's just two people having sex like up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, yeah. That was like one of the first things I was watching this. <laughs> Do you think it's this hard. is Nolan's apartment? Has to be one well, of their apartments, is, at least. His wife's <laughs> like yeah. his girlfriend's at the time. I wonder with like the trend Thomas, of like no? Yeah. They've been they've been together for like thirty something years. Yeah, she's like she produces like all his movies. She's in this movie at some point. I don't know where, but she is. You think Nolan's ever gonna shoot four by three again? I mean, technically, he does shoot four by three all the time with IMAX, doesn't he? Technically, yeah. Yeah, we just don't frame bigger. So, yeah. He's the only director. I know they didn't do it for the Dune 4K, but I know Denny said that he's probably going to re-release it. Um, he's the only I one that does that aspect so ratio mad. change. Yeah, I'm so I know I, I have the, that they didn't I have the 4K, and I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to get it if he does. I could see them putting it in like a box set with the aspect ratio change. He said he's working on it, so. Because I know no one is very good with that. Most of part two was, bro. I'm just part saying it was completely an IMAX. Why people like can get away shots, with this? I think that we're not. <laughs> I'm excited to see part two. If this was America, they would have been shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Oh, it was just in your apartment. Um, my B. <laughs> oh yeah, we're from the agency. What, what agency? I mean, Get they're the obviously horny here. people. <laughs> At least once a day, you'll see something on Twitter about somebody getting shot because of something like that. Yep, sadly. Do you guys remember whenever the first trailer for Tenet was released and people thought it was a sequel to Inception? Yeah. Like, what? The man would not do that. He's not a sequel. I mean, whatever, you know. Trilogy, Dark Knight trilogy aside, he is not a, you know, sequel type individual. Unless he's making a JFK movie after Oppenheimer. <laughs> That'd be cool to watch, honestly. The very end of Oppenheimer is like a post credit scene. JFK will return. <laughs> <laughs> JFK will return. I would do that at the, at the end of every movie I made. Just a random character will return just to be like, what? <laughs> just to mess with people. Josh Peck will return. <laughs> Josh Peck will return. I think it's so funny. Me and, me and Pat were talking about like uh, Hitler showing up at the end of like a World War II movie. Yeah. Bro, dude, you, no, you, it was the end of Kingsman. Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yeah. That I was in theaters. Was I was dying. Out of pocket. Yeah, but we had, I, I had forgotten that he was in that, so. <laughs> I was dying in the theater. I was like, actually, the movie's pretty entertaining. And then I got the post credit scene, and I was like, dude, I was cracking up. I was like, why? <laughs> I thought it was fake. Like, my, like all my people went to go see it, and they're like, just, uh, just wait. So I checked it out at home, and I saw that. I was, I had to rewatch it. I was like, this is not real. Oh, and they're yeah. and they're really going forward with those movies. I don't know. He's definitely drinking a beer. 
they don't have the budget to to not drink a beer. Yeah, <laughs> to have a fake beard. <laughs> he probably had like four of those. I mean, now that you rewatch it, it's kind of obvious. Like he's in in this suit now, but the other guy's not there. You're like, oh, yeah. He kind of is essentially making like a prestige here. And yeah. when you rewatch the prestige, you're like, you watch the prestige, you're like, oh, it's so obvious. That's like, yeah, <laughs> like holy shit, I'm dumb. They actually, <laughs> uh, they ripped off the prestige uh, twist for uh Indian movie, Doom Three. It's like a big franchise movie in India. And I'm just like, why'd y'all do this? Like, y'all just ruined this movie for me. <laughs> because it's, I think the the character is like a, I think they're twins, but it's like a, they're like in a circus or something and they're doing heist jobs. Mm-hmm. I am so fascinated by like Bollywood cinema and Telugu cinema because they, I always hear like the craziest premises for movie. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. But like Dilgu some Bollywood now it's like it's, it's Dilgu has they've been doing they've been doing better now they're holding up cinema better than Bollywood is my new goal is like Iranian cinema I keep getting keep hearing I know that there's more like more a... about it the lighting in this movie is actually really good for how low the budget is and if this is and this being his first movie, he is writer director, and this dialogue is is good. Man's off the jump; he knew what he was doing. See, so like this type of lighting, like we were talking. It's about kind of insane to me that out of all of his hard. movies, this is the only one in the Criterion Collection. Well, the other ones just it's that's just the like Criterion Collection, you know. Yeah. The studios like they're not going to put the Dark Knight in the Criterion Collection. Like Warner Brothers would be like, no, that's why they have that. It's Warner Brothers has that. Weird, oh no! Like I mean, like Memento, Benj- dude. Like, but Men- Benjamin Button is a Criterion Collection movie, but it is Bro, a five dollar. It's a five dollar Criterion because Warner Brothers owns the rights, and they like. So if you buy the Criterion, it's a Criterion Collection. It's like it's in there, but you can buy it for five bucks. It's the cheapest Criterion on Blu-ray. You can buy it for five bucks. Good to know. There's a whole. Nice. There's a whole thing with it, like. Warner Brothers they like didn't want it there, but Fincher had signed a deal originally. It's like it was like a weird thing, but five dollar criterion, guys. Benjamin Button. I saw on the wall. I yeah, that's Sunset Boulevard, and at least uh, was that Casablanca? Yeah, I just watched Sunset Boulevard. That's why that photo is in my head. <laughs> or rewatched Sunset. Put it that way. On I've top been of that, Billy with- Wilder. With the way that distribution is for like physical media nowadays, there's no way that Warner Brothers would ever do that again. No, I mean Warner Brothers just ruining like it Warner all Brothers for us. Knows what they're doing at all. I mean, they're the only. I don't know. I don't know what. Withholding I mean, cinema. I could see down the line. I could see a movie like Oppenheimer getting a Criterion. I, I don't know what their yeah, qualifications are def- for. I think that's what I can Basically, from, from what I know, it's just like the head of Criterion just like chooses the movies himself. <laughs> but okay. like that's how it originally was. So if you like, that's why Armageddon was in it and The Rock was in it because he just liked those movies. <laughs> but I now mean, they have like a whole thing and now you have to get like studio permission. And I'm hoping because um, Andrew Haig has two already in there. All I'm of us. hoping all of us strangers because now because... Sony has the rights to Disney's 
catalog to make physical media now. And Disney owns the rights of all of us strangers and all Fox Searchlight. This so is I'm hoping right here. The lighting, hoping Sony having the uh, the makeup on the side where there's less light. Mm-hmm. Kind of draws every, more. Yeah, this is every single trick in the book. So we're talking about like in the last podcast, I think. Like, give me more unnatural lighting. Like, like when they walked in, they had that like just globe of light, like with no shade on it. Like, no, no. Def- I mean, <laughs> yeah. technically, that globe was diffusing. Technically, Diffused, yeah, yeah. But like, it's not natural. Like, give me more like non-natural light. Like Spielberg, I feel like is the only one that still does like non-natural. Yeah, that's I was why like, I love like watching the episode I was Hollywood. talking about the lighting. Yeah, in old Bollywood, they would just light the scenes. It would be well lit enough you know to shoot your scene but it was no way towards being natural you can see shadows on the wall I love the Batman yeah. but it's just you just love it i don't know what it is <laughs> we were talking about how like cgi you know like cgi becoming a bigger thing it's made images more like clear like more like everything has to look at the batman logo mm-hmm. <laughs> i always always yeah, point that shit the out. fact that he directed that yeah <laughs> Hey, that's just like the world, you know, willing it into existence. But uh, what was I saying? Batman got me distracted. And lighting. Oh, yeah. lighting. So CGI, even uh, Deacon Deacons was talking about it on his podcast, how he'll go in and they'll change the lighting on a scene and just they'll make it look good, but it doesn't look proper for the movie or the emotion. And that, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, there's so many other things where it's just. Things have been changing, not in a good way when it comes to lighting. Yeah. Have you guys seen that Avatar show, the new one on Netflix, The Last Airbender? I saw I've watched 10 minutes. I'm going to I'm going to hit it at some point. I I watched the first episode of it and the entire time I was watching it, I couldn't stop thinking about how. Like that point, exactly like the CG and how it's affected the lighting of everything so much to the point where it's almost undistinguishable where one thing ends and then something else starts. That's the problem you need. Uh, I think certain filmmakers, certain DPs, they do it right. They give you depth of field, even though they have, you know, a lot of CG or just a straight green or blue screen, but not everybody can do it well. Yeah. That's why we need to watch and- like film noir. Like they built all of those sets. The site, the lighting looks in- incredible. It's not natural. It's all it intentional as well. Yeah. So like you're gonna essentially be lighting the scene within a computer. That's what's happening. Yep. Yeah, it ends up looking like shit every time. Yeah. And Deacons is like, I have to, like Deacons and his wife, uh, they're like, we have to send shots back, and then sometimes we have to like, we have to ask like, who's who's the person in this like hierarchy at the VF? Is it the supervisor? Is it somebody else that's fucking up the shot? Mm-hmm. And then they have to like, it's a lot of politics, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like. It's it's an unnecessary politics to have when it comes to you know trying to fight for the proper image for you know emotional resonance, but it happens. If you look at this movie, it's like this lit better than half of the movies I watch now. The lighting, released the yeah. the lens work, like ugh. no one no one shot this movie. He bro knows what yeah. he's doing. He knows he knows <laughs> what lenses to use. Give me that lens over there. Even just the simplest of shots like that, like 
he gives that, he gives enough distance between himself and the camera, like the character and the camera, especially when he's trying to give it, you know, this whole perspective that like we're kind of watching the watcher. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're following him. We're following Whoa. the we're following. following the follower. <laughs> Cut the check. That's the movie. Whoa. <laughs> You know what I love what about the, the Criterion of... Edition 2 is the cover of it has a film by Christian Nolan, but it's like cut off at the end of it. So it's like repeating almost. So it's like following the, the title. Yeah. And the cover yeah. The for that is so good as well. I mean, the cover also tells you the entire like thing. It's a split personality. So it's like it's two of the, the images yeah. like flipped. So it's like then you watch it. You're like, wow, it's just so obvious. <laughs> it's just really good artwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, they'll be like, isn't this the prequel to Split? Nah, there'd be a YouTube yeah. ending, the following ending explained <laughs> on YouTube. Ending explained the, the night I, it comes out. Ending explained. Yeah. No, they'll. The I thumbnails hate those, like right here. I hate that yeah. stuff because it's like you're trying to explain some sort of ending that is so logical. It has <laughs> nothing to explain, but you got to explain it. No one has oh, questioned man. a single piece of logic in this film, but we're going to explain it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The they showed us on screen someone getting shot and we're going to tell you, hey, this person died. Morbius ending explain. No, that's not a good one. I love how he makes her look like a a, a 40s movie star here. Oh, yeah. No, this it this feels very, very noir. Much, yep. I just watched, uh, it, what is it, Maltese Falcon recently again, too. Just great movie. I eat it up. Yeah, you put those older movies on and you're like, damn, this is filmmaking. They yeah. don't make them like they it's used to. That really is like a very true thing. I don't think people realize like when you made a movie back I always, then, like, you had to yeah. know what you were doing, dude. I, I, I always feel say like, it's, like it's rare. Like uh, Past mm-hmm. Lives, that's one recently where I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, every time there's a shot, uh, there's a shot of uh, one of the characters through like a window and he's just like sitting down in his hotel or whatever. I'm like. The shot choice, oh, yeah. the shot selection is simple, it's elegant, and it's fantastic. That's what shots should be. When they, I know, you know exactly what shot you're talking about, too. Yeah. And it's like, like that it shot should, right it's, there. Yeah. That shot right there of her just like looking in the mirror, like that's very old school filmmaking. Yeah. I always say like, I feel like movies from like the, the 2000s and just back or like 90s, 80s, going all the way back, like they just have a different vibe than movies now i don't know what it is like whenever i watch Y'all... a new movie now i'm like you know like dune i'm sure is gonna be amazing but like i watch a movie i'm like it's solid but like i don't know man i just like this movie was this movie was made in like 2004 i feel like i would love it so much more i don't know why i feel like y'all it, might have it, more it feels perspective like... about it but it's it feels like they're shooting coverage yep. they don't, it doesn't feel like they're making a demanded choice as like a director or like creatively mm-hmm. for what this scene is gonna be right because we, yeah, like my favorite the best word. directors are editors content. too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times whenever like you have directors who are planning on editing their own stuff, kind of like hand in hand editing process, kind of like Nolan as well as Cameron. It feels like Soderbergh. You get a lot of Soderbergh is Soderbergh is also a great example. Yes, yeah. Like he will, he so will shoot it, is, like edit it, and then put it on second. his laptop. Yeah, he'll literally yeah. edit it on his laptop. He's like, okay, this isn't working, and he's like, oh, I'll call my AD, and he's like, oh, I got to go pick this up, and then they go and do it. It's like what? You you have to be like an, a master at your art to you know have that 
level of competency. It really, I mean, it's like Pat was saying, though, it's, it almost feels like there's real, like, talent behind the camera with something like this here, because there's a real intention behind what they're showing. Whereas now it's like, we're going to get coverage. If we get it, we get it. If not, we'll go back and reshoot it. It's like, if you go back and reshoot it, it's almost super obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Only one who's gotten away with it successfully is, uh, is Ridley. He shot like nine days to get Plummer in there instead of Spacey. I couldn't tell. That is still insane to me that that happened. Like, I still think about that all the time. And I, every time I watch him, I'm like, yo, that guy was not supposed to be there. <laughs> Ridley is that motherfucker, man. Oh, Ridley. Like, he, he was just like, oh, he's out. He's out. Gladiator 2, man. All the hype, man. I'm so excited has, for Gladiator 2. Has to make like a billion dollars to break even. <laughs> I'm not even worried about it. I'm just. I'm I don't think finally... Ridley is either. I don't think he cares. He's like 88. What's crazy is that that guy. <laughs> He could make $20 opening box office weekend and they would still let him do it again. Like, they don't care. <laughs> Dude, his next movie is like a Bee Gees movie. Like, like what are we doing? <laughs> what? I'm going to be staying alive. That movie should be called Staying Alive, honestly. If they don't make it Staying Alive, they, they've got it wrong. I wouldn't know. He wants to make a hard. Ooh, that form. shot right there. That was, that was good, man. Salsa, yeah. Yeah, because like, then you rewatch it, you're like, wow, like, am I dumb? Like, because when he has the suit on, his hair short, like, am I stupid? <laughs> like, <laughs> watching this, like, it's like me watching The Prestige, like, you rewatch it again, you're like, dude, like, man, I'm not, it's all there. I'm like, I'm really, not, it's, all there. <laughs> it's all obviously, it's obviously split personality. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite shows, Mr. Robot, deals with a lot of it, and that one hits it well too. That one, it's this, but it goes even crazier. I know his that. uh, his uh, whatever. I think his like split personality in his head is like his dad, who like abused him. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, see I've never Primal seen Fear? I need to watch it. Yeah, Richard Edward Norton. Gear. Edward oh, Norton. Oh yeah, Richard. Bro. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, Edward Norton. He's crazy good in it too. Is what's crazy. Yep. Yeah. I think the tone is a bit off on it at times, but it's like in terms of it's, actual story, it's very, very good. Yep. That's the thing. Some people, they they just, you know, they straight up rate a movie good or bad. That's not how this works. That's never how this has ever worked. I think you can nah. always find some some juice even in a mixed movie. Mm -hmm. I think the older I get, the more I find myself like really finding the positive in a lot of movies. And it's also very, very much like as much as I want to hate something. It's like if I finished a movie, there's a reason I finished it. It's because it had me till the end. Yeah. It's very rare that movie does. I don't want to waste those ten dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Have you ever walked out of a movie in theaters? For oh, like not American like not like time. that was it. Not like not like you had to like oh my god something's happening or like oh you're oh like, never. this movie sucks yeah like, no this no movie no sucks. never never. I did it one time and it was not my decision. And even then I was like, you know what? If you want to go, we can go. Like, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I've never walked out of a movie. I did it once because I had a, I, I literally had to get to a wedding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, so like, so like that's like, all right, whatever. Like these shots right here always remind me because I like, made really shitty student films growing up in high school and then college. Like of us just like walking into a building. Like, why do we like, 
like God, I have no dialogue here, so we're just gonna walk you into a building. Now you're gonna open this door. I'm gonna get like two it, minutes of you walking into this building. But I think there's there's a beauty behind time. this because it's like it's production value, you know. Like yeah, you don't have to then, necessarily like, pay for this. It's already there. Yeah. But then obviously this when is you're London, right? The second time you're like, oh, this makes so much sense as to why he's doing this. It makes so much yeah. more sense. Why do you shake the beer up? <laughs> like, wait, 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 what? So when he opens it up, it sprays in his face. He shook it up. <laughs> yeah, like what? I'm like, bro, why are you shaking like, it up? You're like, up a hair to do. I would have known. Yeah, shaking a beer sounds like, like a good idea. <laughs> so he like shook it up and gave it to him. I'd be like, um, I, will, I guess I'll open this in five minutes. I'm not going to. Over it right now. <laughs> he, he put him on a timer. He's like, "You gotta wait. Let me have. Let me have a little bit of mine. You gotta pace yourself." How do you think these guys feel knowing <laughs> who, who um who Christopher Nolan became? Like, do you think they're like, "Damn, why didn't he ever ask me to like be in another movie?" <laughs> uh one of them, or I think it's him. He's in a. He's in Batman Begins. He's a uh, you know when the uh, the water starts exploding like the I forgot what the thing's called, but it's like the, the atomizer microwave thing. emitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the microwave emitter. He, he's he's like one of the technicians in the thing where like in the building. That's like one of the technicians. He's uh, like, oh, it's going oh, up the <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the Dark Knight trilogy. It's Bro. called the microwave emitter, isn't it? I can't remember. There's so, I yeah, just like driving me nuts that I don't remember what it's called. I think there's something else. Like it's it's more complicated I've, than that. I guess we'll I've see. seen Batman Begins and The Dark Knight at least like 10, 15 times each. So you don't like The Dark Knight Rises? It's just timing of life. That's all. I've seen it like five times. It's just after that, mm -hmm. I've been watching movies less and less. The only two movies I or maybe like three movies I've rewatched the most in the last 10 years is Mad Max Fury Road, John Wick, like one and two. And uh, Fallout Mission Impossible Six Fallout. So obviously, I watch too much action. You're the action guy. Dude, don't break Harry Potter's hand. Crushing Harry Potter's yeah, hand. I know that's yeah. every time I see it. <laughs> you want to use Sectum Sempra here? <laughs> no more wanding for you. It's Leviosa. Harry got brought into the real world. The Muggles came <laughs> yeah. back to him. I was like, "Yo, you want to use magic? Off like Not a, anymore." You shot off a curse into somebody. They were like, "Look at my gap, bro." <laughs> Someone needs to make like a western with like guns and wands or something. I feel like that would be compelling. Cowboys and aliens too. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> See, if I had any of these big IPs, I would literally just start making genre films inside of them. Like, that's, I mean, if you really want to get through this, you know, the BS system that they have for studios now, I think that's the way to get out of it. Get into it and then make something good out of it. I always love that. I mean, you nice got cleanup. Bloods on the Run. Nice Edwards, you got Rogue <laughs> One is like a heist movie almost. Yeah. And I love heist movies. I'm, we'll talk about Rogue One later. I've got some contentious thoughts about it. Some contentious thoughts. Andor's well, fire for Rogue Inceptions. One. Inception's essentially a heist movie. Inception oh, yeah, is, is a heist movie. It is. It, 
you already the did Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you did Ocean's Eleven, but that that's my like one of my favorites. That's the Logan best. Lucky, Soderbergh. Oh, uh, dude, Logan Lucky is so good, bro. Especially if you live in the South and you you know people that talk like this. I know internet. I know all of them. Twitters, Facebooks. I I know all them Twitters. I know all them Twitters. <laughs> and now Jack Quaid just, played um... Richard Feynman in Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I forget that he plays like that little, like it's him and then uh, <laughs> it's a uh, Dom Hall Gleason's brother, Brendan Gleason. He he's a good actor too. I don't know if y'all seen Bad Sisters on Apple. I've definitely, anybody. I definitely know his face, but I like can't put a face to it for some reason. Yeah. Did no he one also like... tells you in um in the editing, like yeah. when he cuts to black, he cuts to black is when he puts him back in like the suit. It's very like oh, okay. It's like it like I think he's done it three times. It's cut to black for like a second, and then it cuts to yeah. him back in the suit. Nice little cut that. I mean, it kind of tells us everything at that point. I think. This, I mean, this this lighting here, you're gonna be like, all right, I'm shooting the 16. Like walking down that hallway, you're like, oh, I hope this looks good. <laughs> like what you're looking at. Think about yeah, it. I'm like, who God, knows? Be who knows how much money he yeah. had to do the development? Like, because then you're gonna you're gonna take that film and you be like, oh, I hope it looked good. Like I'm gonna watch it and be like, okay, it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> we did it. I mean, back to that money thing though. Like, if you started over a year and he was still working, like. As a with whatever career he was doing at the time, like he probably had money to like pay for it on a yeah. weekly basis at least. That's how Darren Aronofsky said that he shot Pie. I went to like a screening for it last year where they yeah. did like a Q and A with him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because even in the makeup, like he always has the the bruises on the right side. His little split personality. He's Two Face. Oh my god. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart. We're gonna we're gonna get into him so much and when we get to uh the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, honestly. Because I will give the man his, him cr- himself some credit because his career afterwards was uh nosedive. I was gonna say, I think I can't remember who brought it up, but I think it was one of you two that his career didn't blow up after the Dark Knight. We all thought it was. It's like it's kind of insane. I think he did like no reservations and like that was it. Like he did. I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein was a big one after that. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm excited for this. Nope. Shouldn't have been. It was terrible. It looked so good, too. Like, yeah. And I understand, you know, like certain actors, they might make good. They might make like good decisions on paper, like Amy Adams making a movie, like a biopic movie with Ron Howard. That makes sense. But then you get like Hillbill Elegy. Like, mm, nope. See how, see how Dakota Johnson there, and now it's back to Now it's yep. back to the regular oh, yeah. cut to black. Yep. Man, finally dropped the word voyeurism. <laughs> He looks like a mix of Gary Oldman and Andy Serkis. (laughs) (laughs) The generic English tone. Or like really good actor. Like Gary Oldman and Andy are goaded. 
uh, suggestion, we should probably do Matt Reeves at some point because that's like five <laughs> movies. And I will talk your ears off about <laughs> about the the Apes movies, dude. I rewatched the Apes movies recently. It's, it's still the shit, right? Have you seen Have it's you seen really all good. of the Apes movies? Like I own the, all the OGs. The I've even seen I've the seen Tim like Burton three. one with Paul Giamatti and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Paul Giamatti talk about his role in that movie? He loved yeah. doing that for some reason. It's the cutest yeah. thing ever. Like he's so proud of it. <laughs> Giamatti wants to play a Bond villain, and I am all for it. He would be fantastic. I could see it. I could see it actually. Yeah. Speaking of Bond, I feel like Nolan's name keeps being thrown in the ring for that from fans in any way. He's never going to do it. I think at this no. rate, I don't think he is either. It's just easy to look at some like Tenet or like even Inception and be like, these are his Bond movies. Like these are his version of Bond. Yeah. And the problem is, is that they will never give him creative authority. Like Barbara Broccoli will never give him that. So he'll he'll never never. do it. And that's their loss. He's not losing anything, not doing it. Yeah, I'm curious what director they would get for the new one. I know I heard recently she said they're nowhere near doing anything right now bro they lying she lying she lying they, through her teeth yeah that's just like a wrap they, they know probably they're, they're probably already i hope they go with kind of like an unknown actor honestly i'd hope that too that's what they, i mean daniel yeah, craig they, I, wasn't really unknown but like he even he was on the set of munich and he got sent the script and he he went up to spielberg he's like do you think i should do this and spielberg said yeah are you dumb like why aren't you doing this <laughs> like, what is y'all's favorite time, uh bond movie or top My two, favorite top three. Um, I like. I really like Sean Connery's Bond, but I don't know if I'd say any. Sean of Sean Connery's favorites. Sean Connery to me is the best Bond, and then Craig is right there, like right behind him. It's insane how movie, Craig is as Bond. But what what Craig movie or all the movies? What are your favorites? Casino Royale is my favorite Craig by far. That might that's um, mine too. Yeah. Me, it's Goldfinger and Casino Royale. Those are like my top. One two. of the most, the most underrated one was on on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That movie, which is, great. yeah, that's a uh, that's Nolan's favorite too. Which it that is really good. Great. Only one, yeah. like it's oh, that's a great one, especially the ending of that movie. I ke- I've been showing my girlfriend when they kept making the these movies. movies. Yeah. When they made the new whatever, the last uh, whatever, no time today, I was like, oh, they're gonna kill her off in the beginning. They're gonna do the, they're gonna do the good old thing, but nope. But they made it work, I guess. You thought they were gonna kill the Asedu? Guys, he's changing into his other personality right before your eyes. He's becoming Gollum. <laughs> Have y'all ever cut your hair before, like by yourselves? No, I couldn't. Yeah, I used to. I'd I used to buzz so my bad. hair in college. I used to buzz my hair in college. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've I've like shaved my head before, and I have I have cut my hair quite a few times. Not to good, not to good condition, but it's happened. <laughs> but uh, it's not yeah, easy to, to like do. Buzz, I'll tell you that. Buzz my head in college because I was just like, I don't want to pay for a haircut. I'm just gonna buzz oh. my head. <laughs> Nah, after whenever COVID started, I I I became, I'm, I'm low key a barber. I'll tell you that I can do it. I can I can line you up.
Nolan really had to be like, hey, buddy, can you uh, can you cut your hair from my movie? <laughs> but you got to do it. You mean they didn't shoot this in order? What? It's a nice camera. That has to be intimidating for somebody to do that for their first film, especially when it's complicated as this. Maybe not even complicated, yeah. but just like something and as this ambitious is a... as this. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I'm thinking I'm watching this and I'm like, he went from this to Memento and Memento is this times t like 20, like just in terms mm -hmm. of complication. That video that's on Twitter all the time of him doing that, like whiteboard, yeah, like on the chalkboard yeah. talking down. about how he yeah. did the movie. It's like, how do you even come up with that, dude? Like. But I love how recently he's like, you, my movies aren't supposed to make sense. Like they're not supposed to make like Tenet. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm watching it for the first time. I was like, wait, they're friends with. the whole time. <laughs> like, they knew each other. I, yeah. My favorite. I just saw like uh, someone posted a, a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock, and they said my dad watched the entire Tenet like this, and it was just him like sitting like with hands <laughs> like his face. And he said once the movie ended, my dad turned to me and said, "I have no idea what what just happened in that movie." Well, my dad's reaction three to, hours three hours just sitting like this. <laughs> my dad was like does this man not know how to make a simple movie <laughs> nope he does not but tenet was all vibes no like and that's the problem. He always, like he he usually doesn't make all vibes movies so it's like when tarantino made once upon a time in Hollywood, it's Hollywood. not a yeah. narrative per se. And I think, yeah, I think that's what people have problems with because it's like some people don't vibe movies like that, and you're just like, dude, this movie's just a vibe. There's nothing like they're just hanging out. Essentially, they're just hanging out, talk. Like my favorite like vibe movies are like like Days and Confused or Everybody Wants Some. Like and it, yeah, they're just they're just hanging out. Like it just gonna drink beer tonight. We're just gonna talk. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm very much a most, like, narrative guy. Is, like, but if you tell me there's nothing, you know, don't expect any story from this, then I'm good. Let's do it. Yeah, but you just have to tell out. me. I guess it, it's just even tell like, me up front. Yeah. 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 It's like straight, like, yeah, they're just like, you know, like, I'll be like, yeah, I always tell people, like, you're going in, like, guys, there's no plot to this movie, just so you know, like, they're just kind of hanging out. But I'm talking about, like, I watched Tree of Life the first time without a trailer. Or well, Malik, Malik is another. Malik, Malik is another. The deep end. <laughs> And then and Malik then I, isn't then even I, like, yeah. Malik doesn't even do like vibe movies. He does like, you're going to think about your entire life that you haven't even lived yet, like before the movie's over. Yeah, there's a there's a Malik story. Um, sorry, no one, but I'm going to tell him Malik story right now. Uh, so what's his? I forget his name from Reno 911. He's like the main cop in it. Oh, I know you're talking about uh, Thomas something. He's a yeah. He's the uh, doctor in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah so. He was on the set. He was. He's in um, uh, the one with Christian Bale. See, um, this is where uh, this is where this is Marty like... took from uh, Nolan for uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. See, see how see how he did that right before, like the cut, it cuts to black. So now he goes yeah, yeah, back yeah. to his real personality. Um, but to get back to my Malik story, so he basically was on the set. I guess to all the songs was the movie, and he uh, <laughs> he said there was no script. He said he just walked up. And then uh, Malik just handed him a bunch of like pieces of paper and he put them in his pocket. And he's like, so what do you want to do in the scene? And Malik was like, all right, once the scene's like right before about to go action, you're going to pull one of those pieces of paper out and then you're just going to go with it. Yeah. So he's like, 
okay so he like walked up he said he's like he walked over to like i think adam drivers in the movie too and he like he like pulled it out and he said sunshine and he goes like this paper just says sunshine like he's like yeah just go with it <laughs> <laughs> like what or like i think colin the girl dude I think it was on New World. He, he was getting pissed yeah. because uh, he'd be like, "Oh no no no, no. Tur- turn the camera to those birds." Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. Comfort was like, yeah. We mean we're having this whole like this scene over here, and he's like, Malik's just over like by a tree. Like I look at the corner. Like, he's not even filming at me anymore. He's filming a butterfly by the tree. <laughs> yeah, Malik's boy, a whole old boy was a thing right here. Yeah. Malik is the yeah. Malik's definitely a uh, acquired taste, I would say. I still have to watch the Hidden Life. I know you're a big fan. That's like my rainy day. That's that's a very back to because he went after Tree of Life. He went very very like he's been yeah. I know song to song, Uh, non song. Yeah, song to song. Yeah. Yeah, non-narrative. People, but people all, actually hit life was... ratings, and I'm like, y'all are not understanding the vibes. Like, I yeah. don't rate his movies. Like, I remember watching. Uh, I think it was To the Wonder. That was like when I like first started watching his movies. Then that I was, had to go was all to, the way. To back. the Wonder was the movie. To the Wonder, not to the songs. I got them all the songs into the Wonder combined. Yeah. And then there's Knight of Cups. That's yeah. Hidden Life. Um, Hidden Life is definitely back to more. It was more of a narrative. Which I needed for him. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm just waiting. Very like I've got the movie though. But it's like sorry for the side tangent, but like what he and Chivo did together has changed cinema. And if we ever do like a Alejandro Gonzalez in Uritu or Quaron or whatever, that partnership is where it started. What's like Nolan doing with Wally Fister for all the time now? Hoyta, like Yeah. Is do people Spielberg with Yanish, like these, they have their cinematographers. They know exactly what they're going to get. Like, I don't need, like, I need, I don't need to hire anybody. Like, but it's like, like the way they were shooting there. with these like wide angle lenses and stuff like that. These longer takes. There's something in the naturalistic light. There's definitely mm. some like, there's something to be said oh, yeah. about that. Malik, Malik definitely um, gave Lubezki his because Lubezki shot, I think, in Red Line. Yeah, I think so. Like that was the beginning of that wide really wide lit like angle we're gonna pacific yes, he's very noir i am wow exposing me on the pod oh, get some now bro <laughs> exposing no, me good. on the pod I love pacifica. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm drinking a, I'm not a big pacifica beer guy but light. that's like the only kind i will drink zero percent alcohol you didn't have to say I didn't even say light. You're the one who exposing yourself, bud. Martin, you don't know. This is our first time going on this series. I'm actually like a fully clean, sober, straight edge individual. <laughs> Not that I act like it. Oh, my bad. I forgot. I didn't even think about like exposing you on the podcast. <laughs> it's all right. The probably the, the 30 out. the 30 people listening is probably fine. They're fine with it. You were not intoxicated at all. Yeah, I'm definitely not drinking a 45 right now. <laughs> no Miller High Life for me today. <laughs> if Big Kosh lifts up his hands, he got like two malt liquors just like taped to his hands. <laughs> Edward 40 heads, guys. Which is funny because in college, like, I would always be a procrastinator. So I'd shoot like the short films last minute, like the weekend before. And of course, I was 
drinking beers while doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. Just in my apartment. <laughs> it's very rare for Nolan to have relationships like this in his movies. They always end terribly, like Prestige, Inception. I mean, The Dark Knight Rises is the only, like, that and maybe, I guess, uh, Tenet sort of, kind of, end well. Tenet's a love story. Well, uh, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to Tenet. <laughs> I want to hear that take. That sounds fun. I mean, it's not a real take. Uh, There's just like this meme online that like Tenet's a very gay movie. Two bros hanging out, always in love with each other. I mean, most of my favorite like buddy cop movies, they're like gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is about a lethal weapon. Yeah. This guy's a very square head. <laughs> he does. It's the jaw. Now he's got a very defined jaw structure. You know what helps them a lot is that in London, just where they are geographically, there's a lot of overcast. So mm -hmm. if they have to shoot outside, it's it's the best way to do it. Especially black and white. True. Yeah, this has got to be like no one's apartment or something. Like probably the like rooftop of the his roof. apartment. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like there's a lot of favors that were doled out during this movie. And people oh, were just humoring him that, probably just because they knew them. Any director that has a movie like this, you have Aronofsky and Linklater. They all have stories of people like saying like, oh, yeah, we didn't we weren't supposed to shoot here or like we shot here. Very last oh, yeah. Time. When I was in because uh, I went to school in Philly and like you can't like I would shoot on the subway like just I would have the camera like sitting in my lap and like the people in SEPTA would be like, what are you doing over there? Like it's just in my lap, but I'm clearly shooting the person in front of me. <laughs> like they're like they're really strict about that stuff. So I was like, all right, just you're shooting like but... a like a digital camera, like a DSLR. Yeah, or just like digital. A... But it was it was a Canon like XL2. It was a pretty big okay, camera, okay. but I had it. Yeah, I had it in bigger, my yeah. lap. I had it in my lap, but I was like, it's just in my lap. But it was like, clearly recording, so I was just like looking at it because I was just. Oh, you got to bring a jacket to cover it up, bro. You got to be more innovative. He's like, you're not filming, right? I was like, no, I'm just chilling. He's like, all right. He's like, I'm gonna have to confiscate that. And I was like, you're not taking my camera, dude. Get out of here. So I was like, we'll just get off the next stop. I got the yeah, like this whole sitting on the subway. Because then I would like when we were like leaving, I would have it like really low angle, and I would just look, and I would just be walking with it. It didn't look very good, but <laughs> like, hey, I'll tell you with the uh, after they got the wide angle lens on the iPhone, I'm like, if you needed to get like get a shot, and you like yeah. no one's looking, like I uh, like I went to India after like they they released that i got it on my phone and i would just like every single like tour guide i followed around i just have it recorded if i ever needed it i'm never going back to those places well we again with these wider before. shots he just does them so well in this movie sound 
doing sound on this movie must have been a nightmare too. Thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah, and I didn't realize. Kind of just like you have to be like, whatever. Like I can't do anything like about it. I think Marty and uh, and Nolan recently, where they're both of their newest, you know, twenty twenty three movies, they don't really do a lot of ADR. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm still surprised about that. I can always pick out ADR like as it's happening. Yeah. It's... You know movie had really good ADR? Madam Web. Which one? Madam Web. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of ADR in it. The entire villain's tell. dialogue so is ADR. Oh. I have more reason for me to not know, waste like, my time with that. I would definitely, honestly, like, obviously, don't see it in theaters, but I mean, I mean, see it in theaters, just support theaters, but um, yeah, uh, I do recommend watching it, honestly, because it's just, it's like fascinating just to be like, from like a studio standpoint, just to really, like, where did this go wrong? That movie. And I understand the, like, the idea of it's like studios release movies, like, so they can retain the character of Madam Web, like, because if they don't make a movie within that, the rights like go away from them, and then essentially Marvel in general can pick them back up. And then so the fundamental issue, the fundamental it. issue was that they don't want to cast a woman above fifty to be Madame Web, and that's their problem, that's their curse, and they can go yep. fuck themselves. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's 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 not that hard. I, like I you know how many it, great women there are acting at, this, at that it's age. Like it's just become the internet's punching bag. Wait, y'all see that shining? Yeah, yeah. The bottom. I the the here's Johnny's. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like three of them. I clocked it. Or I, I even I mean, had the. Uh, he has the full metal jacket. Like um, they're like headshots up there. Reservoir oh, that's what there. that is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Because I see the Rothkos, which I mean I don't know why they're there. The Reservoir but Dogs, Sunset Boulevard. Casablanca. I love how like, like, like you would think you. I feel like you would think Nolan would be like the most like pretentious guy when it comes to movies, but he has the most basic like film bro takes, and I love it. <laughs> like, but I think he has to like <laughs> he has to compensate for the assholes that are out there. That yeah, you know, I, I have no like, problem with you being pretentious, but it's like yeah. you need to watch all movies to be like mm-hmm. you have to be able to. I like I have to watch you know. 21 27 dresses and i can watch yeah. you know sunset boulevard the same yeah night, and i'm good i can watch a, a bergman movie and then go see fast 10 like yes <laughs> back yes. to back essentially like, and the yeah. thing is, is you'll probably be talking about fast 10 more often yeah, yeah. it's like I, i'm not gonna like I, I i'm not gonna people that don't watch movies like i would recommend like the seventh seal but it's like they're gonna watch it and probably be like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." Because they're just like they don't watch movies a lot. Like, but sometimes when you do, they're like, "Wow, that movie was great," and you're like, "Yeah." You can watch other movies that aren't Every mainstream. Now and then you'll get like one person. Yeah, that's why I like Wilder. I think Wilder's dialogue really stays it's black and white. sharp as fuck. Like, it's Plus, really good. I'm not Nolan being problematic with his relationship right here, man. <laughs> that noir. It lighting. is very much noir movie vibes. Yeah. 
That's how, that's how you get away with the ridiculous lighting. Yeah. Well, that's oh, not yeah. ridiculous, but like the un like unrealistic. Which again, I love like it's like I always like I always say every single time, this isn't real. Like what you're watching isn't real. It's a movie. Like you can do whatever you want with it. Like <laughs> people will buy into it. As, as long, long as you as establish it early. Yeah, you, as long as you have internal consistency, like I I'll let anything run, honestly. Like as long as you justify it correctly, like at least as an audience, let it run. Let let's see what you've got. And it could be a total miss, and I'll still respect it. And like obvious costume design now she's dressed like she's she's actually dressed like um Marilyn Monroe right now. True. But it's like, oh, I, she's I, wearing I, dark she's wearing dark clothing. She's bad too. Like <laughs> she she literally looks like Marilyn Monroe, like the same hair. <laughs> like, from the photo on the wall. I think our uh, what is it? Uh like you know, like the class like damsel in distress vibes, whatever, like he's playing it up. Yeah, it's ninety-eight, so yeah, I mean, nowadays, I mean, if I'm going to do damsel in distress, it'll just be a guy doing it instead. I want the guy to be the damsel. Might as well. Just pulled a prestige right there. I don't know if y'all saw it. Oh. <laughs> I know you dropped off, but I was like, I'm not going to. Uh, we'll keep it going. I think he's going to pop back on. That's what I was yeah, like. yeah, yeah. We don't address it. It's like it never happened. I don't know what yeah, happened, honestly. Happened. Nolan came. He was like, "No, get off." <laughs> yeah. Nolan, Nolan's he's actually like, the fourth person watching with us. He's, he's judging us. us right now. He like shows up in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, what'd you guys think? <laughs> it was it was it was it was really good, sir. Yeah. I, it's your Regis movie, but it's okay. It's good. He's got like his thick British accent. He's like, I should watch Fast and Furious after this. <laughs> you're not first, you're last. He's right there. Tokyo, he's right there. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift's the best one. He's right. He he knows ball. I was watching a little bit of Tokyo Drift, I think, last night. And I was like, fuck. I was like, it, it, this is still so good. It, I remember no, when I watched Tokyo like, Drift. Was it pretty much sixth this. one? And I watched like the yeah. sixth one. I was like, wait, Tokyo Drift's like further down in the timeline. I was like, yeah. what? I'm I'm a big Fast and Furious fan, besides that last movie that they made. Or I mean I mean they peaked with seven. They haven't made a good one, a better one since. John Nolan's a good actor. Like they're all cool. They this picked man... six. Seven was mine. I mean, just emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> but six I would seven's watch not six. bad i think seven's like the last seven's like the last great one for me yeah. um five and six is definitely where it peaks though for me anyway. but that, that's like justin lynn had his like had the filmmaking mm -hmm. down to a t he knew what he was doing and it's like it is unfair how good he is at that stuff and i i think Nolan had a Nolan's a fan. Nolan saw the juice in it and he was like, I'll have a glass. Yep. 
to give me some of that juice. I love whenever he saw the Colbert and he's talking about it. He's like, there's really only like three or four that you need to watch to have like great mythologies in them. <laughs> True. The That's lighting not funny. In, the lighting in the um these scenes right here with the That's probably the best single. lighting in the movie. Or is this single source? I can't tell. I don't think it is. It might I feel be like it thing. is. I mean, they probably he have probably like, has a, like a... a reflector right by there, so you can see the other side of their like eye. But I mean, like when you're really low budget like that, what's that just... called when they put like a black sheet up next thing. to their faces so that it like makes all the light darker? No idea. <laughs> no idea. And there's a that's there's how like a specific you probably you probably have a, re- like a you probably have a reflector just so you can see some of the other side of their face. Whoa, what? Twist? Do you think M. Night watched this and was like, I got a better one? He said, oh, my next year. (laughs) He said, I got it's coming out next year. I guess no one's done twists like when what? Four of his movies? But I, I think he does twists, but why is it that he's never been kind of pigeonholed into it? I think it's because he's always had a, a novelty to which, you know, what he's doing with him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think people just still I think associate him with it. I think people still always associate him with the Dark Knight trilogy. True. He's not, He. I mean, he's never going to run away from that. No. I mean, Oppenheimer, you think probably Oppenheimer's. I mean, my it's, it's so clear what he's trying to say with Oppenheimer. Movie. Yeah, it's his best yeah. movie. Is Oppenheimer? I love this shot right here. For a long time, I would say that Memento is my favorite, but now that Oppenheimer's come out, I've watched it like seven times. Part of me is like, you know, it might be, it may be Oppenheimer now. Mine's Ooh, always ending. I love that yeah. ending shot. It's fire. But, six, but like six thousand dollars, this man, this man really hit it with this one. Like it's not, it's not easy to do something like this, and like this is really much. You know, this is the foundation for the rest of his work. This podcast is hosted and edited by Pat Brennan. That's me, with intro and closing music by Patrick Baxter.